Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to have you in my home tonight, first in my living room in time of worship and now in my office for this time of sharing the word of God. Um, that to me was such a powerful time of worship. I mean, I was, I was blown away by what I was experiencing. And um, I, I want you all to understand something. Early on when the pandemic started and we had to stop holding services and we started um, scrambling to, to figure out how are we going to keep uh, connected with a body? How are we gonna keep the word of God um, uh, vibrant and, and into the homes of people. We, we knew we had some technology available to do those things. And of course, the longer this has um, lingered, uh, the more we've learned about how to do that uh, the most effectively. But um, early on, the same technology I'm using now to, to bring to you the word of God live was was something we uh, attempted to do at one point. At first, everything was pre-recorded because we had to just keep it going. And um, uh, and then I thought that it would be good if the pastors could um, to help them stay in rhythm because it's a very it's a very challenging for for all the preaching pastors to suddenly try to prepare all these messages in advance. So anyway. We, we found out, and thanks to Cami, who did some great research and helped us get this going, a way to basically, you're listening to me through a, a video phone call on my mobile phone. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but once we started switching to that, my heart, my deepest heart's desire was to, uh, on Wednesdays, lead uh, the body of grace and peace and whoever would join um, in, in live worship at the time. Uh, and so we tried it on this this particular technology, uh, and it just wasn't good. Um, it didn't carry music as well as it, it does just a person's talking voice. And so, of course, we got a lot of complaints that night. Piano's too loud, can't hear your voice, da-da-da. Um, and so it, was, it, it just depended on what device you were on, whether it sounded good or not. So anyway... Uh, right after that, because I am so passionate about excellence and that God wants to use excellence and we don't ever want to be a hindrance from anyone hearing the word or experiencing worship. Um, I began to pre-record those Wednesday night times of worship. And so the shoplifts do that too. Um, uh, but I, I spend time, you know, in prayer and prepping for those, for those song lists. And I sit down and I just want to thank a, a friend of mine who needs to be anonymous. I don't want to say his name um, for coming at the right time and donating some gear that makes that possible. Some wire, a wireless mic system, a wireless receiver, and then I can plug directly into an iPad and record that so that the voice is in time. I don't have to go back and edit and try to line up, you know, all these things and the hours and hours that it takes. So, um, Interestingly enough, on Wednesday nights, at times I've been there at the church to drop off Allegra and people will look at me like, this is weird. I just saw you on my phone or I'm watching you now and you're here. 
Um, and that's not because I'm trying to pull one over on anyone. It's just because it's the necessity of getting uh, excellent worship to you in a quality way that you can hear and, and be able to worship. And so tonight, obviously, since I am preaching the word, I didn't just run in here from the other room and come to this setup and change my shirt and whatnot. But as I was thinking about all this, first of all, I want you to understand that's what's taking place. That's what's taking place. I've found that the more you you understand what it takes to accomplish something, the more you'll appreciate it and the more value you'll place upon it. So word number one from the Holy Spirit is don't take for granted the people in your lives. I'm not talking about me now, but um, the people around you that God has sent that you need to accomplish something. And just know that if they're gifted at something or they have something that they bring to the table, it might be easy for you to say, oh, you know, anyone can do that or I can do that. But um, it's a lot harder than it looks. And so I want you to know that that with worship and the technology, um, it's the old adage of the sound guy, you know, until until it's not good. Um, no one notices them. So um, the Lord spoke this to me recently that uh, the word appreciation, you know, we say a lot of times, oh, I appreciate you. you know, I, I so appreciate you. Well, if you think of that word appreciation, that means the value actually goes up. The value increases. The belief that we have in the value in somebody goes up. So before you just give someone an empty praise, make sure you are investing in them and you are you you are saying, I value you and I know a little bit about um, what all you've been through or what's going on in your life. Um, and that appreciation will come across as really boosting someone's value, not just an empty, hey, love you, you're great, man, you know, really stop and think about it. And I think maybe we need to look around in our lives and take extra time to appreciate people, to, to, to add value to them. And you know what happens? And I'm leading up to something the Lord um, spoke to my heart to say. You know what happens when you when you speak sincerely to someone and they know you mean it and they know there's some glimmer inside that you do appreciate them. You know what that does to somebody? It it just ministers to them. It sets them free. It empowers them to do more, to do better. It puts fuel in their tank uh, to to go on another day. Um, to, to get back to, to working hard at whatever it is God's called them to do. And I, we practice that. I practice that at home with my daughter. She was having a rough day today and, and so many things that seemed to be not her day. But she needed to hear, hey, God is in you. I believe in you. You've got what it takes. And I'm going to keep telling you that. And and expecting you to come higher and believing that that's going to happen. So I want to talk to, to everyone out there right now. And I want you to, to hear this. You are valuable. You are uh, a priceless treasure in the eyes of God. He has made you with immeasurable worth. Don't you for a second believe that you aren't worth the world. 
that 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 you're somehow devalued, that you're not um, important, that what God has put in you isn't isn't worthy of of being uh, released and expressed. And I just know that some of you are struggling with this area, and I want you to hear my heart. I want you to hear me say to you tonight, you are loved, you are greatly valued, and God has God has an amazing, incredible, blow your mind plan for you, for your life, for your marriage, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great grandchildren. He has an incredible plan for your career, for your job, for your finances. He he has so much he desires to just birth and and explode in you. And if no one is telling you that, I want you to hear it from me tonight. That is the truth. That is that is straight from the throne of God into your ears and into your heart. So I pray that that you can receive it. And I pray that something goes off on the inside of you like a bomb that 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 explodes in new steely determination to step into your destiny, to step into what God has called you to do, to step into the place of your anointing, to step out in faith and watch what he'll do. Amen. Amen. Receive that tonight. Receive that tonight. Tonight, I believe God has just put a word in my heart and, um, I've known I've had this this date to speak to bring the message for a while, and early on I, I had a, a trail I was I was hunting down I was marinating, processing. That's kind of how I prepare my messages. I get a thought and an idea, and then I ruminate on that, put it in the fridge for a while, and, and let it get happy. And uh, the thing that went off as early inspiration slowly began to die, and it just didn't seem like that was the word for tonight. And so it was two nights ago, late in the night and early in the morning, God just uh, gave me this word. And I know it's the word um, for you tonight. It is let praise have the last word, or in other words, aka also keep on the right side of the butt. So let praise have the last word or keep on the right side of the butt. I want to look over to um, the book of Psalms. Um, I, I spend a great deal of time in the Psalms, and I don't think the Psalms are just for worship pastors. Um, I think it's where we should live. Uh, they're so relatable to us as, as human beings, and, as, um, and, and they're full of the prophetic revelation of Jesus Christ, and they're full of the declarative power of God's word. And uh, I can't say enough about him, but Psalm 13, and this is the New Living Translation I'm going to read from tonight. And I think you're going to find yourself in this. Uh, and I pray that everyone's honest, that they can say, yeah, that's me. I, I'm, I can find myself in this verse. Um, and he pours out his heart here and and starting in verse 1, he says, O Lord, how long will you forget me? 
forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, we have defeated him. Don't let, don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. See where verse 5 there is the but that I'm talking about. I'm staying on the right side of the but, and I'll get to that in a second. But how many of you are feeling like the sparkle has left your eyes? I love that, that this translation says, restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. You know, have you ever been around someone and you can just tell, man, something's, something's off. The sparkle's gone. The twinkle's gone. And if you look around, there's a lot of that going on. And that's your cue to know that you need to step in and encourage and add value to someone like I was saying earlier. But some of you have to be honest and say, yes, that is me. I feel that way right now. Have some circumstances made you feel, as he said, anguish in your soul. Man, I know all about that. I know all about anguish in my soul. We all do. We, we get into those times, into those seasons, and those desert places, and, and we can't really avoid them. They're, they're a part of life, but they come charging in, and that anguish, that feeling of, it's just the best word to describe it. And how many of you just feel weary in life? You're just stinking tired. You wake up tired, you're tired in the middle of the day, you're tired at the end of the day, and you're flat out frustrated with the disparity between what you know God has promised you and the reality of what you seem to be seeing. I'm gonna raise both hands. I'm right there with you. And I think on some level, it's a, it's a tension we live in most of the time because we know what heaven's like. We know what the word of God says. Um, and we don't have to look too far to say, this don't look like heaven to me. You know, just get out of the bed and trip over a Lego. And it's like, wow. And sometimes it just goes downhill from there. You get on the parkway. Uh, and you think everyone hates your guts just for, for, for driving to work that day. It's all around you. And you're like, man, this is so much less than the covenant promise that God has assured me of. I want you to know tonight you're not alone. There's a lot of us that feel that way. And I think at any one given point in our lives, in any season we're going through, there's going to be that tension, I said that a second ago, between the now and the not yet. There's always a tension. 
I I don't know what to say about the people who act like that doesn't exist. Like everything's hunky dunky, everything's perfect. Bless God, best day ever. Um, I get that that's a declaration of faith, um, but the reality isn't isn't that. Um, and we need to be honest with being able to pour out the reality of what we sense and what we experience so that we can truly humble ourselves and really let it all go to God. Here's something I want to encourage you with. If you're feeling like that right now, it's really important to not grow weary. Do not faint. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. I want to encourage you. You got this because God has got you. This fight is a fight that you're going to win because he's with you. Galatians 6 verse 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop believing. It might sound silly. You might laugh. But when my phone rings, it's, it's journeys. Don't stop believing. And that is exactly the reason I have that ringtone. It is a spiritual reminder of God's word to me. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 says this, Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. You're called to eternal life. Don't let go of it. Which you have declared so well before many witnesses. If you've been a Christian a day or 10,000 days. I don't know how many years that adds up to. But you have a testimony of a fight of faith and of a past of faith. So you've declared it once. And as my daughter so gloriously declared it last night at her water baptism, that she has accepted Jesus into her heart. She's going to follow him the rest of her, her life. That is the witness and the testimony and the declaration that we hold tightly to. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. It's just a bunch of head games to get you confused and sidetracked. The political nonsense the constant debating, uh, the, the violence, the unrest, it's going on. But you don't have to let it determine your frame of mind, your peace, or your understanding of the fight that you're called to fight. So here we go. Speak how you feel. Fine. Speak it to God. Please don't go around all day and just complaining to every single person. I don't know. I just don't know if anything's going to work out for me. This is the worst day of my life. Um, no, 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 no. Talk to the Lord. Pour out your heart to Him. Because when you do that, and that's what we did in worship tonight, something powerful happens. That's what this message is all about. Speak how you feel to the Lord. Don't deny your feelings. God created you as an emotional being to have emotions. Um just, they need to serve you. And sometimes they're going to overwhelm you. It just happens. But then, after you declare, you know, speak out what you feel, 
Speak out God's truth as the reality over and above your feelings. So here's my feelings. Here's what's going on. Here's the frustration between the already and the not yet. But God. So I want you to get this. This is huge. It isn't about what's happening to you. It's about what is happening through you. Let me say that again and I'll explain it. It isn't about what is happening to you. It's about what's happening through you. And here's the follow-up question. Is God's word going into your heart and coming out of your mouth? Because no matter what is happening to you, if the word of God is going in and it's coming out of your mouth, it's just a matter of time before the overcoming of those circumstances changes from a spoken declaration of God's eternal work, truth until it comes into a now present manifestation into your life. We need to remember to let praise always have the last word. Praise and thanksgiving. David, in that psalm we just read, he didn't say, um, Lord, here's your word, here's the truth of your word. Um, I praise you and thank you that you are more than enough. But my situation doesn't look good. You don't want to do that. That's the wrong side of the butt. He said, in essence, all these things are going on. I feel this way, but I trust. I will rejoice. I will sing. That's the good fight of faith. That's the stirring yourself up on the inside. That's the active part of speaking out God's word against what it looks like. The big rock of our life. And I talk about big rocks a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with that understanding, but it's about priorities. It's about priorities. If you have a jar and a limited amount of space to put things in, you're going to get more in there if you put the big things in first. And you need to put the biggest one in first. Then you can move on to smaller rocks, to stones, to pebbles, and to sand. And those are the priorities in your life. And so... A big rock in your life as a believer, and it's a huge rock, it's like the prudential rock, right? It's like Yosemite. It's massive. And it's going to anchor us to the will of God is this. Prayer saturated with praise and thanksgiving. So if you're taking notes, these notes will be on the website. The big rock of our life that anchors us to the will of God is prayer saturated with praise and thanksgiving. The prayer is just talking to God, but there are some things you should say and probably some things you shouldn't say. He's open to hear anything, but you want to saturate your prayer with praise and thanksgiving. God's word is full of, of, uh, of reasons why you want to do that. Trust me, it will go well with you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18 says, Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Pastor James, I don't know what God's will is for my life. Should I start a business? Should I marry this cute young lady? 
Should I move to Okaboji? You know what? I don't know. But I know this. God will speak to you about all those things and bring all those things about in his timing and his will if you're thankful to him even when your girlfriend breaks up with you and that promotion you were looking for falls through and all of a sudden you can't move to Okaboji. If you'll be thankful anyway and praise him, you're in the center of God's will. Be in the center of God's will. Someone asks you tomorrow morning when you go into the office, your wife, your spouse, hey, how you doing? I am perfectly in the will of God. I am in God's perfect will for my life. They'll look at you like, wow, that's amazing. How can I have that? You just need to praise and worship. You just need to, to be thankful. <laughs> you just need to stop being grumpy and complaining about everything. If you belong to Christ Jesus, if you don't do those things, I'm not sure who you belong to. All right. I'll stop being uh, too hard on you now. So here's um, a, a list of anchor praises. So we talked about the big rock of prayer being saturated with, with um, thanksgiving and praise. So here's some anchor, like nail these down and you'll be, you'll be off to a good start. So here's the first one. Praise him and thank him that he knows better than you do. You know, I meet people all the time that seem to know everything. <laughs> and they seem to know better than God does. And they seem to want to tell God all the time how he should do his job and how he should do his job in my life. And I just want to say, you need to get a revelation of Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. And I'm going to tell you that. It's in the New Living Translation. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. Thank God. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. I'm a pretty imaginative person. I'm a pretty creative person. His ways are far beyond anything I can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know what that is? That's perspective. We need a dose of perspective. We need to understand what true humility is. You're right, God. I don't have a clue. I've been walking around lately like I'm the smartest one in the room, and I need to stop that because I'm not. You are, and I want you to speak through me. So here's a second anchor praise. The first one was praise him and thank him that he knows better than you do. I would start that, start the day off with that one every day. Uh, here's another one. Praise him and thank him that he is working a plan far greater than we can see at the time. You're not going to see it. You don't need to see it. It's none of your business. God is working it out and just stay out of his way. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I know this is nestled in the old covenant, a bunch of in the midst of all this other stuff about them needing to repent and them not being pleased with them. But listen, the Holy Spirit speaks through the word of God, his love and his passionate good plan for all of us no matter what the season and you're only one repentance away from going right back towards this plan so if you understand that it's there and you don't want to turn away from it you know that his ways are higher than your ways you're not going to try to figure it out you're just going to follow him and trust him 
You need to take this one to the bank. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We can have a future and a hope in this life tomorrow, next week, next year. If 2021 is 10 times worse than 2020, the Lord God wants you to have a future and a hope in the midst of all that chaos. Take it to the bank. He knows the plans he has for you. And we probably need to stop making plans and asking him to bless them. And we need to start saying, God, what are your plans? What are your plans? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There was a joke, uh, there was an old joke that goes something like, um, don't just stand there, do something. That's terrible advice. Stand there, let God do something. All right, here's another one. Praise and thank him for working in you and that he finishes what he starts. God is working in you, and he finishes everything he starts. He might not be done yet. He's probably not done yet. I know some of you watching. He's not done. You're looking at me going, oh, he's not done with you either. I know. I recognize that. I'm glad I'm a work in progress, and I honestly admit that, and I thank God that every day he's working me towards where he wants me to be. So Philippians 2.13 says, says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Boy, oh boy, if you're like hung up on some addictions, chemical dependency, um, smoking, alcohol, you need to lean into this verse and say, this thing doesn't have a hold on me because God is working in me and I desire and I have the power from him to please him. And this thing doesn't please him. This habit that's destroying my body does not please him. This unholy thing that takes away my ability to, to think clearly, to have healthy relationship. This thing that is coming against me from walking in the path and the destiny that he has for me. It has no power over me. Because I have a tremendous desire to kick this thing out the door and to overcome, and to win, and to move on. Amen. Someone's getting delivered right now because of that. Let me know who, who, who that is. So Philippians 1.6 says this, And I am certain, you need to get certain tonight, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He's, he's continuing his work. He's a completer. Every day he's completing something and every day he's starting something new. I, I, I say it this way. It's when you walk with the Lord, it's, ne it's, it's ever renewing newness. His mercies are new. When God's word says sing a new song, you always have a new song to sing because there's a new aspect of the depth and the treasure and the, the wonder of our creator flowing through you and out of you. Life isn't boring when you get a hold of this truth, that he's, he's working you until finally the day of Christ Jesus, when we all be perfected. But look, 
Don't sell short what he's doing right now and all that he has for your life. Okay, so here's another one. Praise him and, and thank him that the battle is his, not yours. So glad I don't have to fight my own battles. I'm so glad I don't have to stand up for myself. I'm so glad I don't need to go to any kind of court of, of self-justification. God will fight your battles. Every single one of them. Even the small ones. Some of you have this, this thought like, oh, this stuff, it's just not that important. He's really into the big issues. No, every tiny thing. Every little injustice and incongruity and every little dart and weapon of the enemy, all those people that are trash-talking you behind your back, you don't need to think about them because God is fighting your battles for you. Your righteousness is going to shine like the noon day ever brighter. Don't give it a thing. Rest in that. Second Chronicles 20, 15, just the B portion. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. When you're discouraged, that just means the courage has been yanked out of you by something. And usually it's a lie. Usually it's something false. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that can be said, a lot of things that can happen. Um, but be aware of it. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling like, why, why so downcast on myself? Oh, okay. Something has come and tried to suck the courage out of me. And I need to get back into the word and look at verses like this that say, um, hey, this battle belongs to the Lord and I'm going to let him fight it. And I'm going to sleep like a baby and I'm going to get up every day and, and thrive in what he's called me to do. Second Corinthians, second, uh, two, second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 says this, but thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. You are the Lord's and he's parading you down the street against all your enemies. The sin that used to hold you back before you knew the Lord, that is an enemy that's been defeated and you're dancing in the streets before that enemy. And it is a sweet smelling offering to heaven when you walk in that and, and when you know that when your life is surrendered to, to him. You're triumphant. You're triumphant. So this is this is a praise that you need to let have the last word. Okay, at the end of the day, before your head hits the pillow, um, divide your day up into into sections. You know, do this after lunch. Do this in the middle of the afternoon. Do this in the middle of the morning. Look at those gauges on your car, and if it says your your praise tank is getting empty, your your discouragement, you know. Uh, meter is high on the charts. Stop everything and get back into this. You'll be a much more pleasant person to work with. You'll be more productive. You'll have ideas uh, to bring to the table. Um, God will start speaking to you solutions and showing you things because you don't have all that other stuff on your mind. This one is, uh, man, reminds me of that song, your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. It goes on and on and on. So praise him for his inseparable love that will never let you go. 
Romans 8, 28, and the New Living Translation says this. I would read this in every translation you can get. Memorize it. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Anywhere you can have this in front of your eyes. Get it down into your heart. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your inseparable love that will never let me go. Getting towards the end here, there's so much rich content here to this message. Go back and listen. Uh, share this message uh, on your Facebook feed with your friends. Share it uh, from um, YouTube. Get people in front of this word so that it can get into their hearts, so that they can get on the right side of the butt. So along with praise, along with worship, saturated prayer, there's some, well, I, I'm calling them resolves and declarations. You know, sometimes when you, um, you get the wind knocked out of you or you just get um, taken back, you just need to get a steely resolve. You need to get some gumption. You need to, you need to grit your teeth and, and speak out the word of God, no matter what, no matter what. So resolves and declarations. These go along with the anchor praises that I was talking about. So daily resolve, daily de declaration. I will trust the Lord. You, you might have somehow been recently involved in 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 a loss of the commodity of trust between you and another individual between you and um a business whatever it is uh trust is a hard thing um to earn and to to keep and so re unhealthy relationships usually have an issue of of a trust issue of a, of a lack of trust issue so First of all, you, you don't want that to be the case. But the more you can trust in the Lord, the more you can trust confidently in those around you. So I will trust the Lord and I will seek his will always. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. There's so much to that. Um, when when our trust is in the wrong place, in the wrong person, in the wrong, uh, whether it's entertainment, consumerism, uh, personal, even dreams and goals or fulfillment, um, you, you're, you're navigating the murky waters of your own understanding. Your heart is divided. Um, you can't purely seek his will because part of yours is still in there. And that's why uh, your your path is just messed up. You, you don't even know it, but you've walked down the wrong path. You took a left turn uh, at Albuquerque somewhere along the way. So many people come to, to me as a pastor and say, I just want to know, um, you know, pray for direction for me, brother. 
and then they'll present this whole scenario that they've laid out and I don't I don't doubt whatever their scenario is but the question they need to ask before they ask for me to pray for them or with them about direction is 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 have I trusted in the Lord uh, have I totally leaned on him and not my own am I seeking his will or am I in this situation and this predicament because I'm down a completely wrong path and now I'm asking for prayer for a decision when the direction is go back where you stopped listening to him where you stopped following him and start over okay um, he this is amazing there's some things I wanted to share about worship one of them is that when when we worship the Lord our worship goes from our time chronology into timelessness so there's no expiration date on worship I was going to tell you that worship tonight was a pre-recorded one we actually ran in a previous week and that was so fresh to me it was ministering to my heart as I was listening to it and the the prophetic words that came out of my mouth when I led that worship coming back to my ears tonight here waiting to teach the message were life-giving so understand that every time you speak out in prayer you speak out in worship and praise and thanksgiving there's no expiration date and I know there's there's these stories and I don't discount them. They're they're true and they're right. Where you know I was woken up at two in the morning and I interceded and I found out later that someone in China got saved at that same time. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. God does that. But guess what? God's not in time. He's before time. He's time is in him. So worship never expires. It goes into the atmosphere and keeps doing what he wants it to do. It's saving someone next week, someone next month. You get that? I mean, it's powerful. I don't, it blows my mind. I don't want to go down that path, but you needed to hear that. So here's another resolve and declaration. I will experience all he has promised in my life. Um, I remember driving down Highway 50 in Claremont, Florida after a six-hour shift of 90 degrees plus humidity, trimming hedges, soaking my clothes, working for a daycare and a private re residence while I, while I tried to pastor uh, a church, um, a solo church plant we did. And I was exhausted. I was depleted. We had been crying out to God. Uh, declaring Romans 4.20 over Christine's uh, womb and fertility um, for years. And I remember uh, the moment I just became undone and had a steely resolve um, that I knew that I knew that I knew. God, this is not going to end this way she recently had had suffered another miscarriage and had to take a horrible uh, chemo shot because of an ectopic pregnancy and it was it was the lowest of the lowest of lows the church wasn't exactly blowing and going and and moving past you know 1000 in the first year and i was just like what what in the world i was broken 
but I have a steely resolve and a confidence that I will experience all he has promised in my life. Psalm 27, 13, and you all know the rest of the story. You see Allegra and what a bright, shining, hope-filled joy miracle she is today. Um, and I can say this now, Psalm 27, 13, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. This isn't, oh, when I get to heaven, everything's going to be awesome. Oh, well, maybe after I die, my children's children will, will be blessed somehow because I lived a life uh, for Christ Jesus. No, I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Now, that will explode your faith and your connection to believe that what God says he he's going to do in your life is going to come to pass. Joshua 21:45, another testimony from my life. 1999. We had left a very um very tough season. I shot out of grad school um filled with hope and promise, took my first church job, thought, you know, everything was awesome. Um, and I tell you what, it was a mess. It was a mess because I was a greenhorn. It was a mess because there were some issues there with the leadership. It was just a mess on top of a mess. And um, it ended and we found ourselves wandering. Uh, I was out of my call. I was out of my anointing. And uh, I had said, I'm done even with ministry. I'm done with music. Just, just chuck it all. And um, thank God I still had enough uh, of, of sense to just, just go before the Lord and, and ask him to, to speak to me and tell us what to do. And he, he told us to move up here to the Northeast um, and to sit under and submit and surrender to, to uh, Pastor Walter Healy and the Church of Grace and Peace leadership and we asked uh, mom and dad-in-law, you know, can we come? And, and they said, yeah, you can live with us. So all our earthly possessions, which wasn't a ton, was packed up in their tiny basement. Our bed was down there. Um, I took a job being a sidekick to uh, an HVAC guy, um, cutting and banging tin and, and, again, working hard. I so respect the trades. I... I love all you guys that are out there getting it done, building houses, and um, I was right there with you. And then I eventually got a, um, a warehouse job working for a medical supply uh, company. And we were just, I just said, God, I'm going to serve you. I have no expectations. You don't have to make me a full-time staff person at this church. You don't, I just, I was like, I'm yours, Lord. Do what you want to do. Um we we lived at the church full time. We were there at every service. I was the first one there on Sunday. We pioneered a brass section. Um, we we sweat blood and grace and peace. And um, but I gotta be honest with you. I was I was pretty broken on the inside. Like what happened to my life? What happened to to my my call? Your path for me, Lord. Um, when are you gonna restore to me? You know, the twinkle has gone out of my eyes. And we were at one of many services. And a dear elder of the church 
um, came up to me and gave me a scripture. And man, so real to me, so powerful. Not a lot of people were speaking into my life. I felt invisible, giving my guts away. Um, and we had dear friends that would, would cry with us. I felt like I was getting old and my purpose was, was running out. And, um, you know, I'm not one of those guys that has a long list of these huge prophecies in front of people that, oh, thus says the Lord, you're going to go and do this and be amazing and be successful. That like never happens. I don't know that it's ever happened. Um, and look what God has done anyway. So he just says to me this verse, Joshua 21:45. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. And you know what I did with that verse? I printed it out really large on a dot matrix printer in my mother-in-law's office. Might have been my, my brother-in-law's printer. I don't know. Now we taped it to the wall in that basement bedroom. And you know what? That verse is still hanging there on the wall. And it's, it's such a powerful reminder that his word is true. And I want to tell you what happened uh, after that. And I want to tell you this. Put your name in all of these passages. Put your name in there. And this is what Christine and I said a thousand gigabillion times, as much as we could. And I'm not going to lie, it didn't necessarily get better from there. It got worse in a lot of ways. But it eventually changed. And here, it says, uh, this is what you need to do. And this is what we did. The Wheeler family will see the Lord's goodness while we are here in the land of the living. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the Wheeler family is left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. I want you to do that. Put your name in there. You will see the Lord's goodness while you are here in the land of the living. Not a single one of all of the good promises the Lord has spoken into your life, into your household, is left unfilled. Everything he's spoken to you will come true. So um, we're just pleading that verse, living on the edge, serving our guts out, trusting him. We got a car that's held together by duct tape and rust. I mean, it's just, it's just the worst of the worst. You know, I know, I know it could be worse than that, but it was it was pretty bad. Um, and I want to say between 99 and maybe 
2000, 2001, the Lord just miraculously opened doors. We, we had moved to Florida, had taken a job at a new church. Christine got a, a job as a teacher. Um, within a year, we closed on our first home. Uh, we had, it wasn't a brand new car, but we, ha we had a car. And God was doing exactly what we had been trusting and believing him to do. And I remember sitting, uh, it's crazy how God always puts me in a place far beyond my ability so that I trust him. And it's, it's, it's him and him alone. I remember sitting on the platform at that church, Ocala Word of Faith Church in Ocala, Florida, uh, leading worship, feeling super, super inadequate, still not confident in my skill. Uh, and Christine had just undergone another, another terrible miscarriage. I remember with tears in my eyes sharing that same testimony and quoting that scripture and saying, look at, look, look at what God has done. And I said, the only thing left is for the child of promise. That's the only thing left. And then we went, you know, through years and years of, of the struggle until Allegra came. So listen, I know I've been emotional. I don't care. I think you need to see the real me and understand that um, we're all, we all have the same trials, but I want you to be encouraged by what, what the end can look like. Always let praise have the last word. Remember the story about that scripture that I stuck on the wall. Do that for yourself. Stay on the right side of the butt. Let me just pray over you tonight, and then I'm going to end this. Father, I thank you. I don't know who's on, but I know that you have spoken into their hearts from heaven tonight. And there's somebody, and maybe there's many buddies out there, and whoever's listening to this later on that need to hear this truth, they need to hear the testimony, and then they need to know that you're a faithful God, and they need to know that if they will continue to declare your truth over and above every circumstance, that you're going to do what you want to do in their life. You're perfecting that which concerns them. You're, listen, friends, you're either up or you're getting up. A dear pastor and mentor of mine always says that don't stay down. You're either up or getting up. So get up. I'm praying for you. I want you to reach out to me personally. If you, if you need me to, to pray with you about anything you're going through, uh, you know how to get a hold of me or grab any other pastor and just lean in to the promises of God.